Welcome to chapel. Glad you're here. I hope you're glad to be here. Are you glad to be here? You are. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Hey, I want to introduce you to Julie Sutherland. She's one of your peers and somebody who I think has something great to share with you. So if you will give her your undivided attention, she's got a word to share. I'm waiting for the silence to cover the crowd. There it is. Awesome. Julie. Hey, guys. I'm Julie, like Ryan said. <laughs> Hi. Um, and I am the Tom's campus representative for Baylor. And so Tom's are shoes that when you buy a pair, they donate a pair to a child in need, one for one. And since 2006, they've donated over 200,000 pairs of shoes worldwide. Um, so it's awesome. And it's a, great, um, it's a great company. And tonight at Common Grounds, we're going to be having an event where you can buy shoes and decorate them. It's a Style Your Soul event. It's going to start at 7, and it's free. And there's also going to be music. Um, David Ramirez and Kat Dixon and Jamie Harris, and they're all awesome and wonderful musicians. So come out and um, support. Um, like I said, it's free, so you don't have a reason not to show up at least for a little while. So I hope to see all of you all there, and have a great chapel. Thanks. Some of your, you know, everything you say, I can totally hear you, always. It's just really loud up here. The, your student body officers are here, and they have something to share with you, and I just think it's great when we can give people like that the respect to listen to them. And so let's listen closely as they share with you. Hi, I'm Emily Saltz, and I'm the sophomore class president. And I'm Mary Catherine Leslie. I am the sophomore secretary treasurer. And this morning, Emily and I would just like to tell you about a few events coming up. Uh, the first one we want to talk about is an event that student government in OLA, OLA is the Office of Access and Learning Accommodation. Uh, we're partnering together for uh, our first annual conference called Bear the Difference. It's a conference that we're holding so we can learn more about and celebrate, celebrate differences uh, among Baylor students. It's geared towards students to educate you all on the services that OLA provides, and uh, it will provide some more information about the various disabilities that even grace this campus and uh, how they impact individuals on a daily basis. So we're going to have um, some testimonies by students and guest speakers and some activities that will simulate what it's like to have a disability and also a keynote address by an award-winning playwright slash actress slash literary agent, Lacey Lynch. We're going to have refreshments for you guys and a chance to win some door prizes. And it's tomorrow, Tuesday, and then Wednesday from 2.30 to 6. But the sessions are the same both days, so you can come either or. And it's completely come and go between 2.30 and 6. There's a lot of, like, breaking up small lectures that are just really short, like lecture was a bad word to use, the little information things that are short. So it's come and go, and we really want to see you all there. Okay, and just one last thing. We're sorry your freshman class officers couldn't be there. They have class, but they would want to share with you all that they are hosting an event called Steppin' In. And for freshmen who haven't experienced Steppin' Out yet, it's kind of the same idea, except we're going to be going into the Baylor community and helping it out. Um, particularly the creek by uh, Common Grounds, which, as we all know, is kind of sketchy. But we will make it unsketchy. So it's going to be great. Um, and it's, yeah. Mm. Uh, and that's going to be Thursday, March 26th. It's going to be a great service event. That's this Thursday. It'll be from 2 to 5 p.m. 
Um, so we're just going to help make Baylor a little more beautiful. Thank you all so much. We appreciate it. Thanks. It's good to take a few minutes to have announcements and things of that nature at the beginning of chapel, but now we're going to start our time of chapel together. So let's pray. Jesus, I'm thankful that we can come into this place and pause and amidst our busyness and focus on you. God, I pray that we might be receptive to what you have to share with us today. I pray that you might soften our hearts and our minds. Lord, allow us to be not so prideful as to think that we don't need to know what it is you have to share for us with us this day. Lord, we're here. We're ready. Speak to us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
how we are. You know how we are. We can't stop saying, you know how they are. Kind of the curse of humanity, isn't it? We, we can't get past something that seems pretty simple, something we ought to be able to get beyond, but we're really stuck there, and we've been stuck there all through history, haven't we? All through history, all through time, we keep living with this same sin over and over again. It was that way in the church, too, by the way, early on. I mean, not long after the resurrection, after Christ had uh, left and given these folks commission to love one another, they couldn't include one another. Early on, Paul had to say, in Christ there is no Jew or Greek or male or female or slave or free. In Christ we were one, but we didn't get that. There's some light along the way, folks like Paul along the way, folks like Mother Teresa along the way, and there's some hope that we have, but we really do keep struggling with this basic thing. And I want to talk to you just a few minutes about that. I'm going to let you go early today. But I want to talk to you about the reality of this human condition for just a second and, and maybe what our hope can be found in. Here's the, here's the situation. If I said to any one of you, if I said to any one of you, is bigotry wrong? You would say, well, of course it is. If I ask you, is racism a bad thing? You would say, it's a terrible thing. It's, it's an awful thing. If I said, is it really wrong for a group to discriminate against another group, you would say, yes, of course it is. Because of who you are and the way you've been raised and educated and probably because of your faith, you would say, that's just absolutely wrong. If I said to you, what do you think about the fact that this group over here hates that group over there just because they're that group over there, you would say, that's just sinful. If I said to you, and someone from this group over here would kill someone in this group over here, which is probably happening this very day in some parts of the world, just because they're from that group, you would say that's the essence of evil in the human condition. Old, well-known Baptist preacher once said, whatever God intended, it surely wasn't this. And if you'd been there in that moment, you'd nod in the pew and say, amen. But if I sat down with you, if I got away from this moment, it was just the two of us, and said, now, come on, I want you to be honest with me for just a second. Tell me about your prejudice. And I pushed just a little bit, just a little. I suspect that most of you might say, you know, I know it's not really right. I wish it weren't there. I don't really even understand it all. But sometimes I think this or that about them or that group, and I don't really mean to, I just seem to do, and you know how they are. See how it's just in us? We don't really mean for it to be there. It just seems like there's something programmed into us as human beings that we're running all the time, even when we don't want to run it. And that uh, analogy, that computer analogy, is a pretty good one to think about this for just a second this morning. You were born with an operating system. You came out of the box this way, a way of thinking, a kind of mind that's in you, okay? I want to tell you a little bit about that mind. Spiritual thinkers and teachers have talked about this mind for centuries. They knew it and they named it, and they called it things like the small mind, or the, the critical mind, or the judgmental comparing mind, or the worldly mind, the egoic mind. Sometimes they used words in recent years like this. This will help you, these two. The dual mind, the binary mind to describe this operating system that's in us. It's binary, meaning it knows everything that it knows, and here's the part to get. It knows what it knows by comparison and contrast. You got that? This is this, and this is that. 
It discerns the world by differences. That's the way it works, this mind in us, so that things are either or in this mind, or black or white, or good or bad, or right or wrong. It's us, it's them, it's you, it's me. This is the way that program always functions, and it always will, and you were born with it. And it's also been sort of bred into you and nurtured in you. How many of you watched Sesame Street growing up? Yeah? Then, then sing this with me. You remember one of these things is not like the other? Sing with me. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. See, I mean, we had to teach preschoolers to know this from that. That's not a bad thing. And you get to school and you learn that kind of stuff because in bi biology you need to know that this is this and this is not that. And if you say this is that, you're going to make an A on the test. B on the test. Won't make an A. It's in us. And so we, we teach our young children in our churches. Here's what we believe, and it might be different from what they believe. Not a bad thing necessarily. It's just in us going all the time. So if I said to you, are you a racist? You would probably say, no, I'm not a racist. But I guarantee you, if I could get inside your mind and just sort of listen during the day, I would find that you are often comparing yourself to other people because that's what the program does, right? She's a little more smarter than I am, or he's this more than I am, or I'm more spiritual than he is. It's always going. You get that? If I said to you, do you think you're a bigot? You would say, of course I'm not a bigot. But the program's still running in you. Still running in you all the time. And it's almost like you have a label maker. We all do this. All throughout the day, you'll be going, you're putting labels on people. Uh, she's in a sorority. Uh, he's a liberal uh, science major. We just do it all the time. It's the program. It's running. You got that? So we'll be saying, well, you know those KOTs. I mean, they're, or those folks in Brooke, or those folks who go to UBC, you know how they are. We do this all the time. And today in biology, it'll probably be helpful to you that you can think that way, but it's not enough. And it's hurting the world over and over and over again, and it's going to hurt you too. Because defining yourself over against other people, sizing yourself up or down in comparison to other people is always going to hurt you. It's going to wound you. And listen to this. Hear this. Hear this. Whatever wounds you ultimately wounds something in the world. Whatever mess you make in here is going to become a mess out there, and it's why history keeps happening in the same way. You know how they are. You know how they are. It's just not enough. So here's what happens, and here's the hopeful part. Along the way in your life, maybe soon, a box is going to pop up and stay with the analogy box is going to pop up and say, say to you, do you want an upgrade? I don't know how it will pop up there, but it will be on the screen of your consciousness. Do you want an upgrade? Sometime along the way it's going to happen. It just does, in part because John says the light that enlightens everyone is within us all and trying to push us to become something else. That light is within us all. But you're also going to have stuff happen to you in life. I was talking to Ryan before chapel, and he said, you know, I was really fine until I hit 25. I thought I was really good until I hit 25. I was perfect. Let me say it another way. Before you hit midlife, you're going to get really tired of yourself, and that's a good thing. You're going to begin to see yourself in new ways, and you'll see maybe how judgmental you can be. 
or how critical you can be or how selfish you can be, that's a good thing because then the Spirit of God is going to put this box up in your life that says, do you want an upgrade? And if you click, yes, I do. If you click, okay, I think something miraculous begins to happen. And to stay with the analogy, it's a little bit like the life of the Spirit in some Internet sort of way connects us, moves us from this small mind to something that's a larger mind and it's bigger and truer. The New Testament calls this the mind of Christ. And I don't know whether to say it takes up, us up into it or it downloads it into us. Either way, you get the, the analogy. Somehow we access something that's greater. And I think this had happened to Paul for sure. That's why he could say, in Christ there is no male or female. It's not that the differences had disappeared. It's that he had transcended them. It's, it's, it's not that he was just talking theology when he said, in Christ there is no Jew or Gentile. He was seeing in a different way. I'm not talking this morning about moral education where we finally convince people that racism's wrong. I'm talking about spiritual transformation that takes us to a place where we access a different kind of knowing and a different kind of seeing so we stop seeing black or white. We stop seeing American or international. We stop seeing plain or glamorous, or at least we get past that on some days. And we're not seeing Pi Phi and Tridelt or North Village and Honors College. We just begin to see a kind of oneness with one another. This, Paul says, is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of the world. And by the way, it's really Baylor's prayer for you. Not just that you would leave here with an education that equips you to go do something in the world, or even that you feel called to serve while you do that, but somehow that you've accessed a different kind of knowing and a capacity to see in a different way. So someday, when you're the ones who are uh, in families and in churches and you're leading conversations in the world in boardrooms or maybe even in war rooms, you'll see something that maybe other people aren't seeing, and you'll see in a different way. Now today, the old program's going to be running, running now, in fact. Some of you are thinking, I don't like the chaplain, I don't like the chaplain, he's so this or he's really that. I'll be tempted to run that program. I'll be with a colleague and I'll be saying, you, you know those students in chapel, you know how they are. You're going to be running that program and you'll need it in biology and that's fine, but listen to this, listen carefully. It isn't enough. It's not enough for your healing. Certainly not enough for the healing of the world. So do you want an upgrade? I hope you'll click okay along the way. I hope you'll click yes. And I hope you have a great day. See you.